Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of Arts for All Kentucky Stories. My name is Sam Kirby. I am a teaching artist with Arts for All Kentucky. Uh, before we get started today, we would like to thank the Kentucky Arts Council, uh, the Kentucky Department of Education, and the Office for Special Education and Early Learning. Today's episode features Sonia Bird, who is a teaching artist with uh, Arts for All, uh, Nieve, who is a Kentucky high school student, and her mom, Abby. Good morning. Thanks, Sam. I'm Sonia Bird. I'm the Programs Assistant for Arts for All Kentucky. Um, and in regards to today's discussion, I am also a teaching artist, um, teaching with our um, Arts for All program, which has uh, individual private lessons available, as well as group lessons and classes such as the paint-alongs that some people are familiar with. Fantastic. And let's toss over to you, Mom. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mom, um, Abby O'Keefe. Fantastic. And Abby, you're here uh, with your daughter, Nee. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Nia O'Keefe. I was actually originally born in Nashville, Tennessee, but I only lived there for about a month before I moved to Kentucky, where I lived most of my life. And it's a pretty good place. I love to do art, draw, and do anything creative with arts and crafts and fix stuff. That's awesome. So did you first, like, what was your first exposure to Arts for All Kentucky? With a uh, student traveling exhibition. Yes, with a student traveling exhibition, mm -hmm. which it was actually an original version of um, some fan art, which... I change it now to make it more adult. So uh, annually we um, have a call for art statewide from teachers and students to make what we call the student traveling exhibition. And then um, so after selections are made, we have a show that will travel across the state. Um, and so, yeah, I had invited Niev to submit a piece. So she had one in the last show. Last year's show was virtual, of course, but the uh, the 2020, the 2019 show, uh, Niev had a piece in it. Uh, I knew she had been doing art at home, so I was excited to um, get her more involved with our uh, program and selfishly for myself to work with her a little bit, too. Uh, Sonia, you mentioned art at home. So what was that like? Like, was she doing art like from a young age? Like, how did art enter the home for you guys? Art's always been a huge factor in our home. So, I mean, even from birth, she was going with me to art museums. Um, my family, my father was a painter. My sisters are painters. I'm not so much a painter, but I appreciate. Um, so Niamh, she started watercoloring as soon as she could hold she could hold a watercolor paintbrush um probably before she could hold a crayon um so we watercolored a lot at home and then she uses uh art as a way to express herself because um she does have idiosyncratic speech patterns and um some atonality so uh it was easier for her to show us how she was feeling um, through art. And so that just became more and more a part of our life is she gets upset. Well, yes. she could probably explain more. You want to tell him about I mean, how when I get upset. I do stuff based off of art, but sometimes I could also throw in a bit of humor. And I remember when I was first drawing in preschool, when I was in and throughout elementary school, I was usually just the kid in the corner, just drawing kind of like the black sheep of the bunch, you know? So art, you felt like art was a way to kind of really share how you were yeah. feeling and to express and that. Yeah, and art 
and art has always been a part of my life. And I mean, whenever I feel down, art always tears me up. I also like to do comics, and I have a deviant art gallery, which I haven't really posted much on there because of me being so busy. That's great. Have you in that in that process of either with Arts for All or doing art met other students who appreciate art and kind of put their emotions into art the same way that you do? Yes, I have. I saw a lot of fan art in the hallways at my school. There were some of Hamilton and Hermione, which I mean, personally, it's really good, but my art usually is, best, is basically just stuff about my life and heritage and some political issues. I, I really can't under, and some political issues that um, I just have high beliefs in, like Black Lives Matter. I gotcha. So one thing that we um, discussed on the last program is the idea of um, for you know, those who have those disabilities that you had mentioned that art becomes this medium where there's, you know, with most of us, we all have kind of our like paranoia and our inhibitions about, you know, oh, I wouldn't use that color or I wouldn't show it that way. But, um, you know, kids like Niev are able to just really put all of that vision and that expression out there. So uh, for you, what has it been like to work with students like her and, and with, um, you know, seeing that uninhibited kind of voice in their work. Absolutely fascinating and really a privilege because you can get an inside look at very private, personal um, things. Um, like, uh, for example, she'll use non-traditional skin tones in her portraits of people. Um, and those colors express feelings and thoughts about that person. They help identify that person. And right, so this is an example of an artist who isn't stuck in a pattern of what things need to look like. Um, she really does a lot of self-therapies, what it looks like to me as she's expressing different um, struggles or learning issues that she's going through. And then when she can explain, I was like, well, so tell me about this person with a blue face um, and helping to understand those thought patterns. It's it's pretty mind-blowing. I love it. Um, like I said, it it's uh, some of the images. There's one uh, of herself where there's a chain coming. Um, is it here in the stack? Yeah, we actually, yeah. and thank you for bringing that. We've, here we go. We've got a bunch of your artwork here with us. So, yeah. Nia, let's talk about some of these mm -hmm. um, uh, this is... and kind of what inspired you to make a couple of these. These are really nice. This one is called Story of My Life. The chain represents my OCD and mental illnesses, which they kind of take a toll on my life. See, as you see the chain here, which kind of limits me to do stuff and makes me want to ask my mom first before, but she wants me to make my own decisions, you know? And the blue skin is actually what I think our skin color would be if we were another color, and we are not Smurfs. You know? Yeah, I was about to ask about the blue. You have a lot of, like, and it's, if this is like a self-portrait, then you've got a lot that are, you know, blue. So it seems like that's a that's a choice, you know, skin tone that you're using on some of them. Now you do have one over here where you've got somebody who's pink 
um, versus versus blue. Nev uh, is also interested in fashion design and is a really big shoe collector. So really? along with um, other personal things in her art, you'll always want to pay attention to fashion and footwear of your people. Make sure you don't miss that part of the story. I always pay attention to the fashion footwear to see which colors look good. I mean, colors are my best friends. I know what they look good with, you know? You know, it has taken time for me to, you know, like she would bring me art piece after art, and I would just be like, oh, that's lovely. But it wasn't until we started really delving in that I started learning that all of these details, like even in the one with the chains, she has a story for why there's red stars and blue stars and green. And um, so now I actually have to spend more time. Like it used to be kid brings you art. You say, oh, yeah, yeah, clap. And then, you know, hanging on the wall for a couple of weeks or whatever. But now we have to spend a lot of time talking about it because every single aspect of every single painting has meaning, which... I'm not sure. I mean, maybe all artists have meaning into what they do for every single detail, but to me, it's unfathomable how much detail is in there. If that makes sense. Yeah, there's a, it seems like there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of a lot of layers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. As an art teacher, you know, a lot of times I'm trying to get students to kind of break out of pretty. You know, art needs to be pretty. You need to replicate what you're seeing. So it's really exciting to have a young artist who, I'm not sure that was probably ever her goal, but for now, it's definitely doing what art really can do, which is to communicate and connect. And um, yes, it's like I said, I could, I can just, I'm like, so what is the, what is the green there? Tell me about that. And, um, also a new way to talk about art, you know, instead of saying art's beautiful, um, use questions like, what am I looking at? What were you thinking about? What's this here? She has some pieces on paper where literally the piece of art that's on the wall of the comic is a whole nother story. And it's an inch by an inch wow. on a painting that's nine by 12. So um, just uh, just absolutely fascinated with her journey. And I think you heard her. She's got goals of pursuing art as a young adult in uh, um, college, too. I actually kind of wanted to do some art lessons to get my much better my art. And I love being busy. So I thought, why not? <laughs> and you asked Sonia, right? And I asked Sonia, you know? Right, exactly. So she does art independently, um, but I was really excited to be asked. And I have increased more private lessons during the um, uh, coronavirus time um, because the group stuff hasn't been available. So I've done uh, safe in-home lessons, and I was one of the students I added in the last year. So for me, it's a little bit, there's give and take. Um, she's open to suggestions. Part of what I do is I might introduce her to um, some techniques. So I did say we don't want to make art pretty, but we do want to be painterly. That's a word I use, which is um, to optimize your use of a paint or a brush 
um, to um, she works and thinks incredibly quickly. So I've tried to sometimes slow it down a little bit um, and get her to think about some things that she could add kind of to make it accessible to us as the audience which she doesn't necessarily do art for her audience but i think it could be very powerful and so maybe that's my piece with her is a little bit of technique and also slowing her down so that the rest of us can like catch what she's sharing it was a real treat it was something for me to look forward to it was something for me to do during the pandemic because I like being busy and I hate being bored, so why not? Can you tell her some of the things that Sonia actually taught you? Like She taught you... me to put in more detail. And even though I'm trying not to waste paint. I tell you to grab more paint a lot. Yes. I? And <laughs> I also have a painting business where I paint uh, Warhol-like portraits to families. She does do commission portraits. They're pretty cool that's awesome so you've got a whole side hustle going on too yeah a, a small side business but sadly um i'm not really taking any orders now due no. to the busyness so when you're when you're creating art like do you um what is what does it feel like while you're creating these do you already have a vision of what it's going to look like or does it change as you're working through it you think and maybe pull up another one of your pieces of art here to kind of talk about. Um, I'm just curious about like your, I think every artist has goes to a different kind of mental place when when they really get in the zone. I don't know if you all have seen the movie Soul, like when an artist or a musician gets in the mode or whatever, like ev everybody goes to a different. Soul. Yeah, so everybody kind of gets to that different place when they're in their art. So I'm just curious about that place for you. That's awesome. Can you explain to him how you came up with that and what that what's that painting called? This is called Anxiety and it's the steps making it towards the end and how I'm working hardest. Like it's how my mental illnesses affect me and how my journey has be, been. So when you sat down to paint Anxiety, did you know that you were going to paint Anxiety or did you just start painting? I knew that I was going to paint it. It was something I put in my head and put it on paper, which, which due to all this zip and zest over here, like you can also feel it, you see? Mm -hmm. I it and I couldn't really draw stairs very well, so I kind of made like a, like this is the best thing for stairs, like the stairway to heaven, you know? A ladder type, uh-huh, yeah. So I, so, and that's me climbing up to the grand known, which is I conquered it. And originally it was actually going to be me falling and on the balloon. Mm. So you kind of had a vision, but it also evolved as you went at the same time. Yeah. And visually, again, we're talking about a visual subject, but um, it's a good challenge to discuss it. So there's a little um, person in the middle of the big white space, which as she said, is the great unknown. There's a ladder going up and then it's a dark, kind of a spooky background. And as a person myself who's experienced anxiety, um, it just really calls to me like, wow, yeah, like it's, a, it is, it's a great unknown. Look at the challenges we have just to get up and get out into the world every day. So she's really able to 
make that very concrete for us. Absolutely. So question for the two of you, why, why do you think it's important for there to be you know, more people like Sonia and more you know, arts for all presence um, for you know, those who want to express themselves in the arts but happen to have a disability? Why do you think it's important that a program like this is accessible um, for folks to, to be a part of? Oh, wow. For so many reasons. So many reasons. Um, you know, the biggest, the probably the most obvious reason is that um, people with disabilities have amazing talents. Um, but parents might not have amazing talents, such as myself. So I... I mean, I mean, she's got reading and writing. I am. And she wants to write a sci-fi book. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, are we going to flip and talk about the no. sci-fi book? <laughs> <laughs> it's arts for all. All of us. We need to talk about Moms our projects. Moms, too. Um, <laughs> but I guess the point is, is that uh, the things that Sonia is teaching her and is taking the time to explain are not things that I could even, you know, I can appreciate the art and I, and I do appreciate art, but... I can't tell her to be painterly. Um, I can't tell her to finish the edges or talk to her about the details in the way that Sonia can. And Sonia, many times when we're looking at the paintings together, Sonia is great. She brings up things that I just don't even, like this one here, which I know it's hard because we're in the audio. I never realized the eyes, the tears in the eyes are actually people. Gotcha. Well, thinking back to prior to COVID group, classes and workshops and things of that nature, um, not every single student or, you know, person that comes in is going to be so passionate about the art directly like me, where it's going to be a career sort of thing. Some of them are just there for an opportunity to express themselves in some sort of way. So for you, what is it like working with, um, you know, groups like that. And even in those who might not be taking it this far and making an awesome future career out of it, mm-hmm. um, from people on that scale down to those who are just finding new ways to kind of express themselves. That's a pretty broad spectrum of uh, people to work with. So what is that process like for, for you and seeing them kind of light up with that? Yeah, I guess one of my career goals is, is to normalize average to normalize okay um i think doing some art is better than no art i think bad art if you find one that you think is better than no art um all behavior is communication art is a behavior whether that's done with paint or music or dance or theater it's it's a way to communicate Um, so, and I've worked in communities with disabilities. I also teach out in the community at large and, um, you know, some people have been told, well, you're not artistic and that's probably the hardest thing for me to undo for people, um, is that it somehow got mysticized into a magical thing that you can or can't do. And so I'd like to dispel that normalize average, everyday, mediocre art as a positive expression of whoever you are. Because there, there was a time before you felt so 
passionately that you were going to go into, you know, fashion or art or that sort of thing. Or imagine there are a lot of, you know, kids out there who can't express themselves in the same way that others can and are wanting to pursue art but haven't started doing what you're doing yet. What would you tell them to encourage them to pursue art or to work with somebody like Sonia or you should, talk with their you parents You should always it. pursue art, even if it takes, even if your parents don't encourage you, you should definitely pursue art. If people don't encourage you, just kick them in the, in the stuff. <laughs> Good save there. <laughs> I mean, well, well, excuse me for my potty mouth. No, no. <laughs> I wish we'd done it earlier. We didn't because we were overwhelmed with therapies and school and, you know, hours upon hours of homework in the evening and things like that. Um, and I feel that what she has gained by doing lessons with Sonia is probably better than all of those things that we spent hours and hours doing prior to the pandemic um, that now we spend time on our art and she's a different person. She's more expressive. She's, it, it has aided her in numerous ways. So I would completely recommend to any parent to uh, join. And the best part about it is it's so minimal effort on a parent's part, <laughs> <laughs> which makes things so much easier. So um, I would definitely encourage parents to look into it. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Arts for All Kentucky Stories. If you like this and think other people would enjoy it as well, please share our links to our Spotify or Apple podcasts. This program is made possible by Arts for All Kentucky, Vidmonster Productions, the Kentucky Department of Education, and the Office for Special Education and Early Learning. The Kentucky Arts Council. We'll see you again next month for our next installment of Arts for All Kentucky Stories. Episodes will release on the last Thursday of the month and are available directly from Arts for All Kentucky's social media pages. Please follow us at facebook.com backslash artsforallky.